Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. In this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast, I'm actually stealing an episode that I did on the Good Deeds Note Investing podcast, Chris Seveny's show originally, um, where I sat down with Ryan Harris of the NFL. And honestly, that episode probably fits this podcast, this show better than the Good Deeds Note Investing show, uh, because we really didn't get into investing too much. You know, what we did do is talk a ton about mindset and overcoming adversity and how to become successful. Um, Ryan Harris played in the NFL for 10 years. He played, he won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Uh, he was uh, drafted by the Denver Broncos in 2007, and he played for several different teams. We go through that on this episode. He had, I think, nine or 10 surgeries, something like that. So, I mean, having gone through surgery myself one time, I can tell you it's no fun. And um, I can't imagine having to go through it that many times. You know, we go through his background and his story, but we also focus a lot on financial literacy and his passion for bringing financial education to those uh, who don't get it. And that could be those who are in poverty or it could be in the, in the NFL who all of a sudden are given a big chunk of money and they don't know what to do with it. He's very passionate about financial literacy. He's an active real estate investor. He's uh, an investor in, I think, crypto and some other other things. So we get, we touch on that a little bit, which is awesome, but really it's about mindset. Um, he's got a book out called mindset for mastery. And I mean, his story is really is fantastic and it brought a lot of value to me and it fits perfectly with this, with our show here. And so I hope you get just as much value as I did. Thanks. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable and former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance.
Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Good Deeds Note Investing Podcast. I am your co-host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm flying solo as a host today. Unfortunately, Chris, at the last minute, was unable to make it. We both got a lot of snow last night, and I guess he uh, lost power and internet. Um, likely excuse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know he really wanted to be here for this one, because today we do have a special guest, Ryan Harris. Um and we'll get into to Ryan's background. He was a he's a formal former NFL player, Super Bowl champ. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing today? Doing good, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. <clears throat> Absolutely, I'm I'm happy we could connect. I know you're a couple hours behind, so I appreciate you getting up for this. But you mentioned you already uh, you already up and up and at them. Is that right? Yeah, I do. Uh, I have an ecosystem with that includes broadcasting and. I do CBS uh, digital hits for their C CBS Sports HQ show Wednesdays and Fridays in the morning. So, uh, and uh, as a father of three, a husband of one, the early morning is the only time I'm allowed, I believe, to uh, to have fun <laughs> and to, uh, to do some of my personal personal passions. So uh, it's fun to jump on with you, talk financial literacy, talk money, and, yeah, uh, and give some examples from my life and my life in the NFL locker room. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you you joining us. Um, there's so many different directions we could go with this. Uh, financial literacy is really important to me as well, and and um, but more importantly to our audience. And and um, you know, it's something that we need to uh, really grow as a as a culture and and uh, country. I think um, you know, there, there's so much so much growth that needs to happen there, but. Before we dive into all that, let's let's hit on your background a little bit for those uh, who are unfamiliar with you. Uh, who who are you, and and what's your story? <laughs> I am Ryan Harris, ten year veteran of the NFL, Super Bowl Fifty champion. Uh, I'm a Notre Dame graduate uh, as well, and I'm a broadcaster. I have a radio show here in Denver. I do a TV show with the Denver Broncos. I do the Notre Dame football radio uh, games. I also do um, uh, NFL games with Westwood One. Uh, I talked about my work with CBS. I'm also a mortgage broker and a public speaker and a best-selling author. So I got a little ecosystem working here yeah. in the uh, in retirement, and, um, and and I'm thrilled to stay busy. That's really cool. I mean, uh, yeah, it's definitely this is definitely outside of our typical you know guest uh, profile, I guess, <laughs> if you will. Um, but there again, it, it all ties back to some of the things we're going to get into: mindset, leadership financial literacy. So, um, so 10 years in the NFL, can you hit on that a little bit more, a little more specifics there? Yeah. So I got drafted in 2007 to the Denver Broncos, got fired from them in 2011, went to the Houston Texans for two years, then the Kansas city chiefs for a year. Uh, and then the Kansas city chiefs said, Ryan, we love you, but we don't think there's any football left in you. So then I went mm -hmm. back to the Denver Broncos with my coach from the Houston Texans, Gary Kubiak. We won Super Bowl 50, finished my career in Pittsburgh. Then uh, after that, 10 years, nine surgeries, four on my back, one total toe replacement, five surgeries to save my leg below my knee, uh, called it quits. And fortunately, you know, just um, chose my mindset throughout all those surgeries, throughout the different obstacles I had to overcome from college to the NFL and, and also the obstacles I had to overcome beyond my career, right? I mean, mm -hmm. retiring at 33, you know, you, you, I don't want my kids see me sitting on the couch waiting <laughs> for the next slate of TV shows, right? So deciding how I wanted to make an impact in my community, deciding how I wanted to bring value to others. And, um, and so I chose my mindset in doing that. And, and that's what my book is on and just really move it, trying to continue to move. <clears throat> you know, I, I love the, 
the Japanese concept of Kaizen, constant improvement. Um, so so mm-hmm. I, I, I walk that line of self-acceptance and, and constant improvement every day. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I certainly have not had uh, that number of injuries or <laughs> surgeries or anything, but I have you know dealt with some of that myself, and it's it's not easy. And uh, again, not not saying it was the same level by any stretch, but it's just, there's definitely uh, you know you, it's so easy with uh, you know, fantasy football and things like that to be like, oh, is this guy is this guy in or out? You know does he have COVID or not? You know, he's not a human, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, I can't imagine that sounds like quite a, I mean, that's a whole, whole lot of obstacles you overcame. So we mind drilling down into the the mindset that, that allowed you to overcome those obstacles. You know, when you win the Super Bowl, everything you believe about yourself comes true for other people. And I want others to have that moment in their life. And and I was only able to be there by choosing my mindset. And I did so with the words, I am, I can, I will. Uh, I was knocked out of my cleats in my in my like fifth practice at Notre Dame. And <laughs> I just said to myself, you know, I am here because I can play football. I will focus on this one drill tomorrow and knock this guy back. And uh, fortunately, the guy I was going against didn't do anything different than what he had done, kicking my tail the previous five practices. But mm-hmm. those same teammates of mine are going, ooh, ah, ooh, you know, kind of questioning <laughs> about me. We're now like, ooh, okay, Ryan Harris can play. And that, that ended up turning around my career. It saved my career in the NFL uh, when I was arrogant and unwilling to learn with the Denver Broncos. And then I was released. You know, never been more embarrassed in my life. And I had to tell myself, you know, I am never going to lose my job again because of my unwillingness and my arrogance. I can ask questions. I can eliminate distractions. I can focus on the craft that I love and want to be a part of. I will be a champion. And I even said it the night before the Super Bowl. I am terrified my greatest achievement is going to be my greatest failure, but I'm also ready. I'm excited. I am prepared. I can go out there and put on my pads. I can knock the crap out of somebody. I will. I will be a champion. So I really mm-hmm. used that throughout the 17 years that were formative for myself, my career, and my future. And, mm-hmm. uh, and with 1,600 players playing in the NFL, only 53 will call themselves champions this year. It's all because of mindset. And it's a choice each of us makes every day. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, and I think that's a really, that's a struggle, I think, you know, to find that balance. You obviously hit, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you kind of hit rock bottom when you, when you were released. Um, and so there's a, an element of humility, you know, there that you, you had to accept, I, it sounds like, but then you were able to build back with that humility still existing some real confidence. So I think, I think that's a struggle for a lot of people is to find that balance or, you know, when, when am I, how am I confident and humble at the same time versus being cocky and uh you know uh, maybe not as maybe not as humble um so i i just just from the outside looking in and being a sports fan and you know former athlete it's 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 that's a tough one i think to overcome mentally to find that that uh you know that that right balance there so that's really good so so then you've post nfl you've already touched on it some but you're really passionate about uh financial literacy and and um uh, and, and what else, what is your, what's your life look like after the NFL? Well, you know, uh, less stress, more fun, right? That's the number one thing, but nice. you know, you, 78% of NFL football players are bankrupt and either chemically dependent or divorced two years after they're done playing football. 
Um, I am somebody wow. who, who blew their first million dollars. You know, my first mm. year in the NFL, <clears throat> I made over a cool million and I did not know what to do with it. I gave money away. People stole money from me. I didn't invest. I didn't do the things you're supposed to do. And, and one of my degrees from Notre Dame is in economics and, and policy, right? So just the behavioral side of, of having money, you know, understanding that saving money will be the hardest thing you'll ever do as an adult, right? When you have the money to go buy something you want, mm-hmm. how do you stop yourself? So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really big on, on encouraging people to choose their mindset, choose their language. You know, I, I had a buddy who just was going through a divorce and we were on the phone. He, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I said, well, what can you do? Mm-hmm. You know, and he yeah. kind of just took a breath and I can still be a good father. I can make sure my kids want for nothing. I can focus on the positive. I can smile even when I don't want to. And, and now yeah. he started moving. Right. So I just I want to encourage people because so often, <clears throat> you know, we, we find ourselves around people when an obstacle presents itself, they say, Oh, told you something would happen, or maybe it's not for you. Or, or, you know, why don't you calm down? Like I'm living my life, you know, and, right. and that's not the way to win. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what you want to do. Uh, you know, you will scare the crap out of people who are living an average life. If you try and reach for your greatness. And I want to encourage you to do so the world's a better place when you make the impact in the way you're capable of. And all of us are far more capable than we know of producing, of, of engaging, of connecting with others. And, um, and it's my passion to encourage people to choose their mindset, create better leaders for, for the next generation and talk about financial literacy so we can have safer communities, more intelligent communities and less crime. Absolutely. No, I, lo- I love the, all this, you know, as far as just taking ownership of your, your personal financial situation, taking ownership of your situation, your larger situation and your, you know, um, I love it. So what do you say? So, so my mother is a retired school teacher, public school teacher, and we've had these not debates, but just kind of, you know, I come from, you know, the, maybe the public school system that I'm used to, or that I've been exposed to didn't necessarily do the best job of, of teaching financial literacy. And I still, I still believe there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, but she would say, well, we tried, but you know, kids aren't, the kids weren't ready for it or, or weren't open to it. So what would you say to, to that, you know, that kind of debate? I mean, did you find that in the NFL? It's, was there, were there support systems, but the, but the individual players oftentimes weren't, weren't open to it? No, the NFL actually has no financial training that they provide their players. Uh, and it shocks a lot of fans to learn That's that crazy. actually NFL teams are, are, it benefits them if you are not financially literate, right? I mean, Jamie, if I'm willing to pay you $3 million, but you're broke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I offer you 650000 with a $50,000, you know, signing bonus that'll be in your account next week. What are you doing? Are you mm-hmm. holding out for $3 million? You know, and, and so it, had you been financially you know, have you made financial moves, owning what you buy, buy the stocks that you own. If you got an Apple phone and you like going to Starbucks on the way to Target, own those <laughs> stocks. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. Look at real estate. You know, I'm a real estate investor. We have a couple of residential multifamily properties. That's huge. Uh, and if anybody says kids aren't listening, that's a lie. You know, everyone wants to talk about money. If you talk about money, right, everybody's listening because the wealthy don't talk about it as a matter of, uh, as manners, right, and then mm-hmm. the middle class doesn't like talking about it because most much of the middle class has debt, mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the lower socioeconomic stratus 
I mean, they just they, they don't even have the time to think about mm-hmm. what you could do with the amount of money that many people make. So the important thing is to empower people, right? Save mm-hmm. 60% of every $100 you make. Own what you buy. Know the difference between cost and price. Now, that new iPhone is a $1,300 price, mm-hmm. but the cost mm-hmm. of that iPhone is whatever it takes to feed your mouth, entertain your eyes, and keep you active per month, and then the $1,300, right? So that's mm-hmm. about a Depending on where you live, that could be anywhere from a $3,500 phone to a $7,500 phone, right? So it's so important to understand that. And nobody's talking to our kids about this. And there are so many studies that show when you are financially literate, you increase your leverage power, your leverage ability in negotiations, you actually increase your overall earnings. And it's very simple things we can do that make a huge difference in our life. You know, I'm somebody who didn't know it could pay down debt that can make a huge difference for you. So I love being able to do that in the different realms that I'm in, talk about it on my radio show, help people when they're purchasing their home or, or talk about it to, to youth and other organizations as I did with Google. It's, it's fun to talk money with people and encourage people to choose their mindset with money as well. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, the way I personally view money is it's, it's really important. It's, it's, it's very powerful. It's kind of like, you know, in some ways in my mind, it's, it's kind of like the internet could be used for really for good or for bad or, or, you know, in between, right, but it's, it's not going away. And <laughs> so it doesn't do you any good to, to bury your head in the sand and just kind of pretend that money isn't important. So I love the the mindset piece. Um, I was gonna, so our, our audience is primarily mortgage note investors, you know, with within the real estate investing space. Um, and obviously, we're not going to drill down into the specifics of note investing you know, on this episode, but as a, a mortgage note investor um, starts to scale their business, um, that's exactly what it is. It, it's a business. So, you know, I think I, we, we have about seven in the seventies, as far as mortgage notes, um, Chris may own in his different entities. I don't know, 250 mortgage notes at this point. Um, but at some point you've got to figure out how do I scale, right? And so what I'm getting to is I've found more and more every day, my focus is on leadership, team team building and that kind of thing. So um, how would you address our, uh, our audience in that sense, regardless of whether they're investing in mortgage notes or whatever, but they're, they're building a small business? Um, what experience do you have that you could uh, enlighten us with there? Well, number one, you need other people for your success, right? I think that's the biggest thing that high performers forget. Um, and, and that can be players and coaches. It happens in the NFL every day. But the good coaches in the NFL, they understand they're a part of their team, right? I mean, Gary Kubiak is one of my favorite coaches that mm-hmm. I ever had. And, and Former Raven and coach, I, by the way, right? Yeah, he, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he and I, <laughs> you know, we had some big, some big discussions sometimes on the field. Hey, Gary pull your head out of your tail. I know you're a quarterback, but run the bleeping ball, right? I mean, those are the kind of thing. And you know what he did? He did it. So, I mean, I credit to, to Gary Kubiak how he listened. And, and the great mm-hmm. coaches in the NFL listen to the players on the field. You have naive experts everywhere around you. <laughs> Use them and, and empower them. I mean, we just lost John Madden, a, a Titan in the NFL. And mm-hmm. one of the things that have come out are all the stories of people that He's, he would, when he was with your, if you were on his broadcast team, he'd bring you on his bus, right? Once Hmm. a year, he'd bring you on his bus and, and things like that. But so often I think people believe that their independent success matters most. 
I'm here to tell you as a Super Bowl champion, you will never reach elite performance without the help of others. Jeff Bezos needed his wife to help start Amazon, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, Warren Buffett's been married for, I think, for over 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. 40, 50 years. So, I mean, your success depends on other people. Bad leaders focus on themselves and believe it's their success. Great leaders encourage others, empower others, lift them up, let them fail, let them succeed again after failure. And, mm -hmm. and great leaders seek solutions. So if you're going to lead, lead to win. And that means including others, leading with examples of your past life and, and making sure other people want to be around you and feel a part of your success. I mean, what, what offense, what coach in the NFL do you, have you ever heard, Jamie, that said, I'm so happy I won the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was a tough season. And, uh, <laughs> and thank you so much, fans, right? But a lot of you, a lot of us do that in our, our personal life. We're the head coach of a team or we're the leader of a mm -hmm. team and we think it's our success. Absolutely right. not. You look as foolish as that coach would. Credit right. your team, reward your team, and take care of your team. Yeah, and then when things go wrong, take ownership of that, right? Take responsibility. Um, yeah, and don't <laughs> panic. You know, I mean, hey, there's a, there's going to be an interception in just about every game in this NFL the weekend, right? And, mm -hmm. and every game has bad plays. Bad plays happen. You know, mm -hmm. bad coaches, bad leaders, they focus on that. How could you make that mistake, Jamie? What do you think? <laughs> well, hey, Jamie, right. we need you to play, man. Hey, I believe in you. Hey, you understand now what you're supposed to do? Let's go. Let's go finish this. Yeah. I mean, it's not just failure. Failure is a certainty, right? How you react, that's the variable that dictates your success. No, that's great. Um, so uh, as we move toward the end of the show here, so uh, can you touch on what's what does your, you know, uh, personal investing strategy look like right now and so that not not so much your business and all that stuff but um what, what's your approach to uh, you know your own financial situation currently you mentioned some real estate stuff is that is that right yeah and and, and you know jamie has changed for me because you're talking to a retiree right you know i'm a retiree mm -hmm. so anybody looking at retirement let me tell you what you need right now income stable income so i love real estate uh, i love residential real estate as it kicks you that income um, mm -hmm. but I'm, I also, I'm a huge believer in value stocks, right? I mean, when mm -hmm. is Starbucks going to stop making money? When is Disney mm -hmm. going to stop making money? Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I had this, I had this period of time where I really saved 80% of every hundred dollars I made, mm -hmm. um, and just invested over time. Uh, that's done well for me, but now it's about, I, you know, I love my plan and I encourage everyone to have a plan because you're like mm -hmm. me, Jamie, you get a, a bunch of offers every week to join mm -hmm. into a fund or a group. Mm -hmm. um, but my question always is, how much money am I making month one? And, and that answers That's everything I need. <clears throat> because if, you're, if your investment doesn't make me income month mm -hmm. one, then I, I'm looking somewhere else because I am an income investor now as I turn mm -hmm. into retirement where I was a growth investor during my career. That makes a lot of sense. And it really, again, it, it depends on your personal situation, right? If you're, if you're making... $500,000, $700,000 a year, you may not need that income, right? You may not even want that income right now uh, from a tax standpoint, but it really, and that's one thing I just love about real estate and notes. And um, again, goes back to taking ownership of your own situation, but um, you know, market conditions change and your own situation will change, but there's more than one way to skin this cat. And so there, your approach shouldn't be identical to you know, somebody who's currently in the, in the NFL, maybe, you know, um, so that's, I love it. Um, and so what, what, uh, what kind of like 
projects or books or, you know, what are you, what are you learning from these days? Well, I'm a huge, huge reader. Um, so right now I'm reading that Will Smith book. I highly recommend it for anybody uh, who's okay. looking just to hear a personal story of success. I'm also learning a lot about cryptocurrency and, and nice. uh, blockchain technology more specifically. So, you know, people I talk to, you know, calling Notre Dame games, one of the benefits is that I get to talk to many wealthy people and many people who have done things differently. And one of the most successful people I know I said, what are two things that have made you successful? He said, staying open to influence and, and surrounding myself with be people better than me and more intelligent than me. And everybody who's more intelligent than me, more successful than me, their mm -hmm. focus is cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, how the mm -hmm. secure transfer of data is going to change the world, uh, the speed in which you can uh, verify transactions. So, so that's a big uh, interest of mine. And then also mm -hmm. too, just looking forward to, to more change. I mean, I think when especially we talk financial literacy, financial literacy is a great way to talk about, you know, social justice is, is somebody who commits a $500 crime, are they worth $35,000 in our tax money? I don't know, let's talk about it. Does it sound logical, you know? So I continue to want to make a difference for, for those who, who've made a mistake in a nonviolent way and continue to use uh, financial literacy, money and, and my experience to, to learn, grow and seek new frontiers. That's, that's fantastic. Like I said, there are so many little rabbit holes we could go down with this conversation. And um, so this, this one might, uh, we didn't, we didn't uh, prompt you for this one, but, um, or prepare you for it, but uh, you're, you're pretty quick on your toes, I think. So, <laughs> so this is the good deeds note investing podcast. Um, can you think of a good deed that you've done either in your, you know, your professional NFL career, but maybe even more importantly, post NFL working with, with, you know, friends or family or somebody, you know, uh, on the financial side of things, or somebody somehow that you've helped somebody out. Yeah, well, first and foremost, in the NFL, you know, I led with an example, we had a teammate the year we won Super Bowl 50 that was playing wasn't playing his best. And Coaches screamed at him on the field. Players screamed at him on the field. Uh, none of us do well, by the way, when we're embarrassed and being screamed at. That doesn't, you know, you don't want to work harder sure. at that moment, right? No. Uh, so I walked up to him and said, hey, man, when I was your age, I made one to three mistakes a game. And then I started feverishly taking notes, and I made one to three mistakes a year. And the next morning, he showed up with a pen and paper and, and was writing down notes, and we won the Super Bowl. So you know, that's something that, you know, as a leader, I engaged with somebody who's who my success depended on his success, gave him an example instead of telling him what to do. You know, leading by example is a lazy way to lead. You don't give any context. You, 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 you miss the opportunity to connect and show vulnerability. Tell somebody how you overcame a similar obstacle to grow. And then one of the biggest things, you know, I'm Muslim and what we and one of the sayings in Islam is, you know, one of the greatest charities you can give is a smile so i'm a big smile and hi guy hi good to see you hey good morning you know it's one of those <laughs> things really that good. even if you're not in that mood and i've had uh you know I've, I've started many great relationships i have to this day just by simply smiling and saying hi hmm. um and, yeah. and really you know encouraging people to enjoy the day you have and enjoy Absolutely. the opportunity you have to to win to f follow up on your goals and intentions and and celebrate every win so go and enjoy it it's fantastic. I think, you know, over the last uh, couple of years across the country, we could use a, another, sm another smile or two, right? I think that hey, could go a amen. long way. So that's really good. Yeah. I mean, you, 
we normally ask for a note and bolt, a little nugget, um, you know, as far as something somebody may not have learned in a training program or something like that. You've dropped, I'd say, over over 10 <laughs> already. <laughs> so does anything else come to mind that you want to share with the audience? No, just continue to try something new, uh, whether it's leadership, whether it's finding a way to good, do a good deed. Uh, whether it's helping somebody find something new, you know, all, mm -hmm. many of us in relationships wouldn't like going to the same restaurant every single date, right? But that's what we do in our professional lives. Once we find success, hmm. keep reaching, learn something new, connect yourself to new communities and watch your possibilities grow. That's really, really good. Um, now, you mentioned your book, do you want to mention that again? Yeah, you can check out my book, Mindset for Mastery. It's available on Amazon.com. Uh, check me out, RyanHarris68.com. Uh, you can check me out in the crypto world, RyanHarris.eth, because I got the DAP. Still don't know oh, what nice. that means, by the way, Jamie, <laughs> but I believe it's a great and easier way to, to collect uh, crypto transactions without having that long 09EB76 you know, line. So uh, but check me out on Instagram at Ryan Harris underscore 68. I'm on the Peloton Django underscore 68. Come get these quads, bro. And, uh, but other than that, you know, I'm a resource for anybody, anybody nice. who wants to learn and grow. And, uh, and I'm here for you. Awesome. I just, I just followed you on Twitter about 45 minutes ago. So look forward to uh, interacting. Um, you already covered where people can find out more about you. Um, Ryan, this has been fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think we've covered so many, so many key points. I love the mindset, you know, the taking ownership, the finance, financial literacy, and just the growth mindset, uh, positive attitude, uh, leading by example, but also, you know, with hum I guess, humble confidence, you know, and, and listening, um, and, you know, tried to listen this whole, this whole, uh, <laughs> episode and, and spit back much of what you said, but, Man, I, I think I need to listen to this one again. This is really good. So thanks a lot, Ryan. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, and for the listeners out there, don't forget to go out and do some good deeds. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.